Welcome to this week's episode of Fortitude and Truth. I'm Nate. This is the Reverend Andrew Fetzer. We are here for the inaugural episode of this podcast. And so today you're going to get a little bit of a different picture. Today you're going to get the big intro of who we are, what our show is about, and why we think it's important to do a show in this manner and on these topics. But ultimately, it's going to evolve as our ministry involves. And as you guys, whoever's listening, kind of give us some feedback on what you hear. So first, we're going to start with a verse. Every day, every episode, we're going to start with a verse. Today's verse is Proverbs chapter 1, verse 7. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. We chose Fortitude and Truth as our title because, unfortunately, with the trajectory of the modern church, especially here in America, there has been a big disparity between what is truth and the authority of Scripture. So ultimately, as Christians, we want to find our fortitude, our strength, in the truth, capital T, that comes from Scripture. The American church as a whole has kind of drifted away from that, and we want to continue to stay grounded to that because Christ gave us that authority, and God gave us his entire word to be able to rely on. And in the coming shows, we're going to talk more about Scripture and some of the attributes of Scripture and how we see it's important and how it's relevance for today and how we can apply it, but also how it's authoritative and how we know that it came from God. So for today's show, we're going to talk a little bit about more about the purpose and mission of this ministry, and Andrew's going to give you that in just a second. And then we're going to talk a little bit about ourselves, and hopefully that's about all you hear about us because we don't want this show to be about us, but we want it to be about Scripture and about what God has for each and every one of you. And then finally, we're just going to close with what we're going to see over the next few weeks. And then we'll give you that verse one more time before we leave you today, and we're going to say a quick prayer. So, Andrew? Thank you, my brother. Um, I appreciate it. Um, I want to give a heads up. You might hear some papers rustling. My goal is to minimize that as much as possible. But with my current setup here, it may not be completely unavoidable. So with that disclaimer out of the way, uh, I'm going to give you a brief introduction and kind of our heart and where we see the Lord using this and our overall purpose, rather, that we've committed unto the Lord. Um, The overall mission of this ministry is to provide another avenue to engage the body of Christ in biblical truth through discussion that touches on various topics, um, including, I'm going to give you a list, but it's not, this is not an exhaustive list, but including a biblical responses to current events, exegetical concerns on problematic passages, the state of theological academia as related to the church, question and answer mailbag from our uh, devoted listeners, whoever's out there, we're happy you're listening, we're, we pray that this is a blessing to you. Um, And then finally, special topics related to expertise of maybe a guest speaker that we will have. Um, Our our overall approach in this, again, as uh, Nate so rightly pointed out, is to bring whatever topic we're speaking about under the authority of Scripture where it belongs, uh, and really seeking to correctly and exegetically point to scripture and, and how to properly stand on scripture in given events. Um, and also how to filter 
the world around us through it, but you know that which is essentially that proper biblical worldview. Um, some of these show features that we're gonna, you're going to see a lot, um, and how we're going to achieve that coherency, if you will, and, and continuity, we have decided largely not this will always happen, but largely to keep things in series. Like for example, and I know, <clears throat> excuse me, that Nate will probably hit on this later on as well. But our first um, series, for example, is on the attributes of Scripture. Our second series will be on the, prog- uh, the sorry, excuse me, the progression of the Christian journey. Um, so essentially, like you got saved, then what, right? So that was kind of follow on steps, and we'll probably hit on sanctification a little bit in there as well. But those are just an example of that's kind of how it's going to be grouped together um, throughout our shows. Now, you'll have standalone episodes where we'll have a guest speaker or we'll have a highlight because something happened and we want to address it because we feel that it is has met the criteria of being addressed um, outside of a series. Um, we also hope to be able to do question and answer uh, sessions and episodes and shows based on your questions. Um, keep in mind, we may, we may end up getting... S- multiples of the same questions what we'll do is combine them to get the gist of what that one topic of question might be like for example why am i so awesome no i'm just kidding it's just a joke um but an example might be you know properly applying romans 9 you know and because that that's i know that's a interesting chapter of the book of romans Way to try and be divisive there, Andrew. I appreciate that. Yeah, I just wanted to, I figured, you know, I would, I started out as a joke. I figured might as well get real, real quick <laughs> after the joke. <laughs> yes. No, we definitely will be hitting on some, some probably some problematic issues of scripture. And we don't want to give you our, we might give you our opinions a little bit, but we really want to give you what scripture says to the best of our ability. And there are ranges of interpretations with a lot of secondary issues in scripture. And so we'll probably provide you with, yeah multiples of those and that way you can make kind of an informed decision and ultimately whatever you not you yourself but you along with your prayer and your the leading of the holy spirit kind of come to a conclusion that you see fit then that's what you see fit ultimately the the essential tenets of scripture are clear uh, i don't want to steal his thunder but alistair Begg says the main things are the plain things and Absolutely. the plain things are the main things anything else is secondary so we'll get into what is primary and secondary probably in a later episode, and that's fine. But I wanted to just plug you there a little bit. No, no, that's absolutely correct. No, and I that's I, he actually took my next statement there. But uh, yeah, that is that is absolutely correct. And I was actually going to touch on um, us giving you. We'll give you like what a lot of mainstream thoughts are on it, and there is going to be a variance of them. But again, our intent is to point you to scripture and encourage you to diligently, and we'll talk about probably what that means, but to diligently and consistently and intentionally consult scripture and prayer when assessing these kinds of things. Because it can be very easy to fall into a school of thought rather than what scripture teaches. We want to avoid that at all costs. Uh, We aren't going to, again, like Nate said, we aren't going to shy away from uh, problematic passages or even problematic, not problematic, but um, potentially heated topics. Um, depending on where, where you come from. But ultimately, uh, this ministry is meant to provide an avenue to lovingly talk about all topics and seek truth, really. Because again, our fortitude comes from the truth, capital T, um, and we need to be seeking that. And it's okay to admit, hey, I'm wrong. And 
adjust where necessary. That's actually a very mature thing and a very educated thing to do. Um, but without further ado, what we're going to do now is transition to uh, actually wait before I do that. Take that back. But I want to. I want to hit. Well, yeah, but wait, there's more. There's a couple more show features I wanted to touch on. Yes, we're gonna we'll do also a academia today um, highlight once a month, regardless of what series we're in. I believe that's gonna be the third um, week of the, each month. Will be us addressing a book, um, and I believe Nate, correct me if I'm wrong, but we're doing a misreading scripture through Western eyes as our first. Is that correct? I believe that is correct, sir. So that's a that's consensus right there, ladies and gentlemen. So therefore, we are doing that for our first focus. So what we'll do on those weeks again, that's once every month we do that. We'll probably take about a about two to three months probably to go through that properly and give a good review and explain the importance of resources like such as that to our walk and how it can be beneficial and also how to beneficially and properly employ them. Because it can be very easy to elevate something like that over Scripture itself, which is very, very dangerous. Um, one other thing we'll eventually, eventually compile is like recommended resources. I mean, ones that we may have used at school, which that will come up again um, in the future as we talk about ourselves a little bit. But what ones that we were you know, introduced to, ones that we have come familiar with that are reliable. Again, that's our opinion. Consult Scripture and consult the actual resource first. But ones that we've developed and noticed as you know, particularly helpful. Um, now, now that I've done that, we're going to transition and we're going to do a brief bio. And again, as Nate said to, to start, we this is probably going to be the most we will talk about ourselves because that's not the purpose of this. But we do feel it's important that you all kind of have a sense of where we're coming from and get to know us a little bit because we don't want to be, we're not amatrons, we're not robots. So Nate, you want to take it away? Yeah, uh, we're definitely human um, for the good or the bad. I would say as far as resources go before I talk about myself a little bit, we also want to deal with evaluating resources and how good they are, how not good they are. Again, everything is under the submission to the authority of scripture. So if something says, if we find something that's incorrect, obviously you take the good with the bad and you can wean that out, but we use scripture as our guide to all of that. Amen. So. So a little bit about me, which is super exciting. Uh, I was raised in a Christian home. Uh, shout out to the Pentecostals, maybe. Um, and I also went to a Lutheran elementary, Lutheran high school. So I kind of got the best of both worlds as far as that's concerned. Um, I was in junior Bible quiz, and that may or may not come up for those of you who know what that is. Uh, it's a great resource. Um, the Assemblies of God puts out lots of question and answer. Great for biblical knowledge. Um, and we'll talk about biblical knowledge, but it's also meant to be lived out, which I did not do, uh, when I went to college. So, uh, there was definitely a season of wandering there and I won't give you my whole testimony now. Uh, maybe we'll make that a feature later, make them some that ex- exclusive content. Uh, we'll see. But, and the long story short is, uh, raised as a Christian, but when I went to find my own path, it did not go as I had planned. Or maybe it did go as I was planned, and that's the problem. Uh, but college was a season of wandering and graduated and kind of just lived my life, did what I wanted. Met a wonderful woman who is now my wife. We've been married over nine years, and we have five, almost six beautiful children, and I love each and every one of them. And um, recently, have over the last couple of years, have received a call into ministry or felt a call to ministry. 
and so have attended and now graduated from Liberty University. Uh, I will not confirm or deny that I might recommend this to people who need an online school, but as an online school, it's very affordable and you get a pretty well-balanced Christian education if you're looking for a seminary. There are are plenty of great seminaries out there. I would never knock any of them, but for me, it was a good experience. And so now I'm just kind of exploring what God has for me. Uh, This podcast, maybe going to get my PhD here shortly next year. Uh, Would love to write a book someday. Would love to transition to full-time pastoral ministry. Uh, Not there yet. Kind of in a season of patiently waiting to see what God has in store and following his leading. But... And I really hope this ministry blesses you. That's really the whole reason we started this is we just want to provide another avenue. I know there are hundreds and thousands of religious podcasts out there and, you know, we're bound to get lost in the weeds like most of them. But if, you know, we can impact one or two people, whoever we can impact with the word of the Lord, help them grow on their journeys. And I think this podcast as a process will help Andrew and I grow on our journeys. Um, all in all, that is is the goal, right? I mean, as we become more like Christ. You know, each one of us, we build the body of Christ in ourselves and we build the body of Christ together. We build up his church um, and he works in us. So it's my hope that this ministry is a blessing to us, to anybody listening. And I don't know what else to say about that. I think that I'm just excited to see what God has in store for, for everybody that is involved in this podcast or is listening. And so now I'm, I, I've said enough about myself. I'll let, turn it over back to Andrew, and you can hear about his wonderful journey. Well, thank you, Mr. Master Commander. That's his new nickname. I just came up with that. I'm, very, I'm honestly very grateful and honored to be able to have witnessed Nate um, go through incomplete seminary and earn his MDiv. And I've just seen the blessings of liberty and then that whole experience for him and how God's used that. And it's been a real blessing to be able to see that. Um, as far as myself... My favorite topic to talk about. I say that very tongue in cheek. I know many of you probably don't know me that way yet, but um, <clears throat> a little bit about myself. Um, I'm going to speak. So this important perspective. I'm going to be speaking, looking back, not so much walking you through it. Uh, looking back, um, really just seeing how God, the hand of God and the God's grace throughout my life and God's redeeming work, um, even in situations that seemed hopeless. Um, but long story short, I mean, I grew up. Uh, locally here in uh, Metro Detroit, shout out 313. I'm just kidding. More like the 586. 248. Yeah, <laughs> 248, 586, slash 313, depending on where you draw the lines. But nonetheless, um, I, I actually grew up in a, a Roman Catholic home. Um, and I'm going to leave that there for right now. Eventually I will talk about that again because I have some um, convictions that need to be spoken. But um, I ultimately surrendered my life to Christ when I was 18. Uh, I was a senior in high school. My thanks to my aunt, who has always you know been an, it was my godmother actually, who has always been a prayerful warrior for me and has always seek to guide me into truth. And um, she's the one that ultimately helped me to give my life to the Lord. And God used her to lead me there, and I'm immensely grateful for that. Uh, she's also Pentecostal, so shout out to Pentecostals, good or bad, you know. But nonetheless, <laughs> for better or worse, no, I'm just teasing guys. Um, but from that moment, um, I knew the Lord had a call in my life. I felt it almost immediately, and it's only been confirmed since then, to be a pastor and to help the lost and the wandering like I once was. Um, 
God took me on a rather unique journey to get there. Uh, he called me to service in the Marine Corps uh, for four years first. So instead of going through your typical route, I did four years of service in the United States Marine Corps. Um, and in that time, God really uh, faced me with myself. Because one of the things I lacked upon being born again was intense discipleship. And you'll notice that, that discipleship is something and mentorship and how God uses the body. You're going to notice, and that's, I mean, a bias, I guess you could say. Uh, I would say more of a a level of importance that I realize um, that it's very important that there's discipleship and mentorship, which is kind of what I lacked early on. And I think God really, why that's part of the reason why God called me to the Marine Corps. Uh, He faced me with myself for four years. Kind of like a Job-esque type uh, example. Again, that's not a perfect analogy. I'm not, and I'm not using it or employing it as a perfect analogy. But I was faced with myself for four years, and just to see the hand of God in that has been a blessing. Um, God redeemed a lot of that time, Um, and, and the man that I was, the immature man of God that I was when I entered the Marine Corps, was not the same. More, much more mature man of God upon leaving. Um, and ultimately showing me my ultimate need for dependence upon him. Um, from there, I found, at the time, it was a very strong church um, and began just attending. And and pretty rather quickly, the call in my life was kind of noticed. I sought out mentorship. Unfortunately, the mentorship didn't take the form that it should have, but nonetheless, I was blessed by it, and God used it. Um, and ultimately, I went through an internship program there for lose track on how exactly how long it was, but it was an intensive, rather rather intensive one, um, and led to me being licensed and then ultimately going through ordination. Um, and then after that, I served as youth pastor at that church for three years. Um, and then in that time, uh, the Lord also opened the door for me to teach at a Christian school, um, and that's where I met my loving wife. And I am so immensely grateful for how God has used that and how God's brought her to me. And not a day goes by that I don't realize how completely undeserving I am of, yes, her, the ultimate blessing and the, the favor of the Lord that's constantly represented in her in my life and how God uses her, but also just how immensely blessed I am by her and how God's blessed our life. And I am very grateful for that. Um, I am totally undeserving of it, and I just, I got very, very grateful. From that point, um, uh, my wife and I got married, obviously, and uh, I hope so. Yeah, I was, yeah, (laughs) from there, I, uh, her and I both actually got an opportunity to teach again at the same school, Um, or same school, uh, the same school, but a different school. I I think you guys picked up on that, but nonetheless, I wanted to make it super clear, Um, and at that school, I was able to branch out. I was able to start teaching high school. Uh, I taught Bible doctrines and Bible survey. That was an immense blessing. Well, then the Lord started kind of stirring my wife and I, and we ended up uh, leaving the church where I was serving. Um, and God opened the door here at uh, where, we're cur- where we currently attend. And it's been a real blessing to uh, see that and how God uses that and how God's really provided in this season an intentional growth period. Uh, we're always growing, but... I am currently finishing up my undergrad and from Liberty, you know, shout out flames. I also would highly recommend um, the online campus. If you had to go to an online institution, it's a very solid mainstream evangelical experience. And 
I think does a very decent, a very good job of presenting um, all all of the different spectrum of views. Um, ultimately, holding to the supremacy of Scripture within their school of divinity, and it's, I've been honored. I have a lot of had a lot of great professors. I knew it would be. I knew God would use it. I knew it would be a benefit, but it's been much more of a benefit than I initially anticipated. Um, but in the course of events right now, um, my wife and I have just welcomed our firstborn son. And that's another, talking about another blessing that I'm undeserving of. That's tremendously, I, I am reminded every morning, multiple times, always, like no sleep, no, <laughs> of just how blessed I am, honestly, and how undeserving I am of that. Ultimately, I've waxed poetic enough about myself, a couple ministry goals, and I'll keep these very, very brief. Um, I know ultimately God has called me to be a senior pastor. Coupled with that, um, to teach at, at a seminary level. I believe that's an auxiliary responsibility of those called. That's my personal conviction. That doesn't mean everyone has to do that. Every pastor has to do that. But to prepare the next the, the next generation of the called men of God, uh, I think that that's part and parcel with shepherding and teaching and preaching. Um, and ultimately, another kind of thing that God's put on my heart lately is the desire to work on a translation team. Um, I, I've been fascinated by language for a long time, and I think the way that God uses it is awe-inspiring. Um, and also, I would just ask for a prayer from you guys that I'm currently in the application process to um, the Expositor Seminary. It's a very, very phenomenal seminary, and I really feel convicted as though the Lord's calling me there, and I'm just praying that that door would open up if that's the will of God. Um, and I, ultimately, my prayer and hope for this ministry is to kind of act like a whetstone um, to sharpen the, the body of Christ and their understanding and interacting with what's going on around them and how to truly be fortified in the truth. Now, again, that would be God doing this through this ministry, not Nate or myself. But that, that is, that is one of that my main hope and prayer for this is that it would draw us, all of us collectively deeper in communion with him. With that, I'll yeah. kick it over to you, Nate. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I definitely think that we are just his instruments. We're all just his instruments, right? He does he does the work we work. How that all works is a great mystery, but it works, right? Um, silent plug. Uh, Andrew is actually my brother-in-law, which is kind of awesome. So uh, we found the first church Andrew was at. We ended up attending after Andrew was there, uh, my wife and I and my family. And then we've moved churches first and then and then I began seminary and shortly after Andrew followed and so now we're back at the same church again and we're both able to serve here and teach here a little bit and so it's pretty exciting to be able to watch him grow as well and um, I'm so happy for him and my sister and their baby who is my nephew is wonderful um, but yeah enough about us uh, so what we got planned the next couple weeks, firstly, we're going to start with the some attributes of Scripture. I think if we're going to talk about being grounded in truth, we really need to know about the book we're dealing with. And I'm not talking, you know, the books of the Bible or knowing all that. Yes, you want to know that. But really, like, what does it mean that Scripture is inspired? What does it mean that Scripture is inerrant? What do we mean when we say Scripture is sufficient or authoritative. We've thrown those words around today and you may or may not know what they mean. If you do, good for you. And if you do, we hopefully can give you a more complete meaning of that to really be 
founded in that. I know Andrew used the word exegetical earlier, and that might be a big word for you too. Um, but really, that just gets down to understanding the true meaning of Scripture as it was intended for its original readers. Um, scripture means what it means and how it's relevant to us today, how we apply it, how significant it is for us is bound by its original context, is bound by a proper exegetical understanding of what that is. So ultimately, if we can start there, take us a couple episodes maybe to get through those, and that's kind of what ties right into uh, that book that we'll cover called Misreading Scripture Through Western Eyes. It's a great text. Um, It kind of helps us, we'll cover it more in detail, but it really helps us uncover our own bias, obviously, as Western uh, Americans, Andrew and I have a bias based just on our cultural settings and how we read things. And, and that book really helps uncover some of those nuances that we would miss otherwise. And there are other biases that we all have, denominational bias or family bias or personal sinful bias that really clouds our judgment when approaching scripture. And so we definitely need to be aware of those things. And, and it does kind of help shed light on those and we'll obviously continue to talk about those as we go through interpreting and understanding how scripture relates to all this once we get through the that series we're going to turn to like andrew said kind of the journey of the christian right so you get saved so then what you got to find a church what does a good church look like that's a great question there's books on that we'll probably cover one of them we'll also probably have some good discussion on that you get plugged in a good church. What does being a church member look like? Because, yes, we're all members of the body of Christ, and there are different denominations. And for those of us who believe in the essential tenets, that we're all members of the same body, even if we disagree on secondary issues. And that's the other thing, too. I know Andrew mentioned we talked about being Roman Catholic or being Pentecostal or all the other denominations that ultimately we're not bashing any of them. Um, we have some roots there. And we have some varying beliefs, but ultimately, if we believe the same thing, we believe in the one true triune God and stand under the authority of Scripture, that really we're all brothers and sisters in Christ. And that's the important thing, is that crosses denominational boundaries. But, I mean, even still, you get plugged into the local church. So what does being a church member look like? What does good church membership look like? What does being a disciple of Christ look like, not just in your own life, but as part of the local church? And then we'll probably turn to... Kind of that being a disciple of Christ is your own personal walk of sanctification, of, you know, how does that look in your prayer life? How does that look in your Bible study? How does that affect your Bible study, your interpersonal relationships, your evangelism, um, which are all kind of central tenets to the Christian life. But we'll probably take some time to go through each of those. And then as we go, we'll probably give you some more ideas of where we're headed with some future show episodes, some future book reviews. Um some future mailbag ideas if we get comments and questions. Uh, by the way, the email, if you're listening, is fortitudeintruth316 at gmail.com. That's a working email right now. We may change that, but we're going to go with that for now. Um, so ideally, though, we want to provide you just resources and tools and and some edification, so to speak. We want to encourage you in these things. We don't want to to browbeat anybody that's not our goal we want to unify and we want to help build the body of christ andrew used the uh, analogy as a whetstone earlier and i really appreciate that because we're all being sharpened and refined it's more like we're the blade and god is the whetstone and as painful as that growth is sometimes it's definitely necessary so 
ultimately, I really am excited for the future of this podcast. I'm really excited to be working on and working with Andrew on this and to see what God has in store for this ministry and for each one of you. Well, thank you. Dad. I, I appreciate that. Um, I, I too am excited and honored to be working with you and serving in this ministry together. And I, I, I just see how the Lord can use this. And I do believe that again, he works all things to the glory of him, you know, for his glory. Or for, sorry. He works all things together for the good of all of us who you know, love him and are called according to his purpose. And I do think that this is something that the Lord could definitely use. And I think if we honor him with it, he will. And I'm excited to see it. Um, at times, you may notice I get passionate and talk fast. In my mind, I'm always telling myself to slow down. So you you can save those emails. I know that. <laughs> that makes two of us. So as we kind of grow to that, just... Just be patient. Obviously, this is episode one, so we're going to be working some kinks with the mics, with the cadence, with the music, with all of that, and we're hoping that this will be a better publication because ultimately, even though this is about God and this is about the Word of God, we want to put forth a quality product because we want to be stewards of His Word in every single facet of our ministry. Amen. I couldn't agree more. Um, so I'll just you know, walk us through a recap of today's show. That's what we'll always end with something like this. So today we really focused on the t- why this ministry exists, our intent, our purpose, our hope and prayer for it, our um, who we are a little bit, um, why the title Fortitude and Truth. I, I like that Nate focused a lot on that and why that matters. Like we were very intentional and we went through a very intentional, prayerful process picking the proper title or what you know picking a name um and we then from there we went through different attributes attributes different features of the show different tools that we will use um in our approach and, and keep in mind those weren't exhaustive they're, they're they, as we continue to grow and god refines this and refines us we might add a couple things that will be beneficial and if people send in comments that make sense because again this is not just about us waxing poetic um this is about it us ultimately you know, kind of like follow me as I follow Christ uh, outlining what scripture teaches and really grounding ourselves firmly in the truth exegetically um, and staying there and seeking faithful and proper applications to our life um, this is I want to grow myself into a more mature man stature and into more and more like the likeness of Christ. I also pray that that will happen to all of our listeners and all of the body of Christ as a whole, that we will continue to diligently seek him and being fit together as his body and his bride. Um, Nate, do you mind reading since you have it up, uh, the Proverbs 1, seven again, our focus verse of the day? Absolutely. And this is from the ESV. If you're um, reading along, if not, any translation will do just fine. Uh, Proverbs one, verse seven. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, I, it's okay if I close this in prayer. Brother, do you want to do that? I would very much appreciate you can take that leading. I appreciate it. Okay. All right. Well, we'll, we'll just close in prayer for the show. And Lord, we just come before you, Lord, just thankful and humbled by your grace in our life and we just ask, Lord, we lift up this, this whole ministry to you. We dedicate it to you, Lord. We ask that whomever be listening also as our witness, that we are ultimately, in for, first and foremostly, dedicated unto you 
and being faithful to your word. Lord, we pray that anything that is found of value, anything that we say here is properly identified as coming from you and not from our own reason or own intellect because apart from you, we are nothing. Lord, we pray that we that the love that your love and that genuine love would fill this this ministry, fill our endeavors, Lord, and that we would not be like the clanging gong that you warn us about. That we would not lose sight of the purposes and the truth. Lord, we pray for all those all of us who are listening, Lord, that you would continue to guide them into all truth. That they would be malleable and open to hearing the convicting Lord of you, the Holy Spirit. That that they would be open to that. Lord, and that if we say anything that would convict, that we know that we're not nitpicking or trying to uh, have hot takes, rather, if anything, Lord, that we're ultimately standing on truth, um, that, that you would always guide us into proper speech, Lord, too, that you go before us. Lord, we know that all, we want to do all things according to your will, um, that we, we do not seek to command you. We thank you for this time together, Lord. We ask that you bless us as we go and then continue that conforming work of Christ in us, that we would be diligent and active participants in that to the best of whatever extent that we can. We lift all these concerns up to you, Lord, and all those that are unanswered, all those unspoken prayers um, and needs, Lord, to you. Jesus, your mighty, holy, save me, and we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Fortitude and Truth. We appreciate your support, and we really hope that this was a blessing. Until next time.